0: Hello, hello, hello! Welcome back to Moody Judy's. Jessica right now is phoning in for a little special uh, pre-show announcement we have for you. Hello. Hi. So right Hi. now we're <laughs> right now we're actually under quarantine. Shit has gone full contagion mode, uh, and respectfully, so everyone should be taking it seriously. At the time that we recorded this episode, uh, it was like it was like the first week of March. First week so of March. Yes, we, we had no were... idea.
1: Yeah, in the episode we say that we are six feet apart, like, I don't know, um, we're not, we're, like, together.
0: Yeah, we were cracking yes. jokes and drinking margaritas in my room together, like, shit had not hit the fan in the States, and, like, nobody was taking it seriously then, so it just didn't feel so... Yeah, it wasn't, like,
1: wrong or anything, but we don't want to give, like, the wrong impression that this was, like, just you found. know, recent, and to let anyone think that that's, like, okay to do now, because it's not.
0: Yeah stay 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 home stay apart essential workers we love you thank you um flick amazon so um jessica and i are so pleased to be on the, the phone announcement together of our lives yes this is the announcement that you guys have all been waiting for so lady gaga herself and the world health organization have teamed up with moody judy's podcast jessica are you excited
1: i can't even tell you
0: We are so excited to bring you the Moody Judys Quarantine Relief Benefit Instagram Live podcast taping on our Instagrams. Thursday, April 16 at 6 p.m., Jessica and I will be going live in partnership with Lady Gaga and the World Health Organization. So yeah, that's such big news. We've been emailing back and forth with Gaga's team. Um... And it's with, been, with the World Health Organization. With the World Health we're Organization, in there. Idris Elba, mm-hmm. J Balvin, J Balvin. Um, oh, uh, Casey mustard Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish is there is going to be part of that co- concert too. So we're kind of a a, a post podcast uh, spectacular bonanza before the show. So the live show is going to be like, not post pre. Pre yes pre pre pre, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, we also want to preface that the last episode or this episode, um, we are very fucking drunk. We got pretty drunk. Very drunk,
1: a lot dumber than usual.
0: Yeah. Um, there's
1: one point where I call Mount Feet, Fi- Mount Fuji, Mount Fiji, because <laughs> um, I was thinking of like Fiji water. So
0: we think you about know. Fiji water a lot because in the studio that's what they give us. So we're just really like blessed. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: just keep that in mind
0: yeah so guys thank you so much enjoy the episode and we hope to see you on thursday april 16th at 6 p.m eastern standard time that is
1: on instagram
0: on instagram jupiter velvet on instagram and
1: uh mall underscore
0: plants on instagram you could just tune into our instagrams catch us there bye bye These are their stories. So embarrassing.
1: Put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm. So, uh, what's the tea, sissy? I'm doing so good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Well You know, as good as you can be.
0: Under lockdown.
1: Under lockdown.
0: Yes. So we are currently filming uh just, this is this is a distraction. This is a getaway podcast. We're not talking about the matter at hand. We're ever... not
1: medical professionals. Mm-mm. We we are no one no we're nobodies to be giving advice right now. Period. So just listen to the professionals and just listen to us. To escape.
0: Yeah, this is escapism at its finest. Yeah. So, today's topic is Mm going to be about horror. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Horror movies, phobias, what makes us scared.
0: Phobias, fears. What
1: makes you tick. mm -hmm.
0: Trials and tribulations, Trials and tribulations.
1: Just kidding, not
0: that last part. No. So, let's get into it, right into it. This might be a two-parter, so brace yourselves Mm -hmm. for... We want
1: to bring you... The good content for when you're at home and maybe have something better to listen to. But this is another option.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What was that? I
1: mean, you know, people have a lot of options nowadays. But
0: we are your number one option. We
1: want to give you something high quality. Yes. Yeah. As
0: we're recording in my literal closet. Yeah. The studio.
1: Yeah, it's a studio. This is the studio, okay. baby. <laughs> to me, this is a studio. This is us,
0: baby. This is a luxury, baby. Yeah, it is. This looks like I got recorded Chromatica. <laughs> no, I'm just
1: kidding. I hope not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, horror. Let's kick things off. Let's do a little cheers for horror.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cheers, we're cheers drinking. Cheers to horror. Yeah, we're drinking Costco brand, Kirkland brand, golden margarita wine cocktail. <laughs> From Costco, because my parents know how to prep for a disaster.
1: Exactly. Cheers. Mm. Mm. It's not great, but it's good enough for this. (laughs)
0: Period. So, what is the first horror movie that you can recall watching?
1: All right. So, when I was a kid, my mom... Like, loves anything. Like, horror movies. She used to be big on reading. Not anymore. But, like, she used to love reading, like, gothic literature. I remember her reading... She told me that when she was pregnant with me, she read, like, the picture of Dorian Gray and, like, <laughs> all this shit. Shit. That right? do
0: be explaining it a lot. I
1: do be explaining a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being a kid and, like, watching, like, it with her and, mm-hmm. like, The Exorcist and all this shit that I shouldn't have been watching and that I for the record, did not enjoy watching. (laughs) But, like, she just, like, had no issue of it. She just loved it and was like, well, like, she's not going to kick me out. Like, she's going to let me watch it, too. (laughs) So, yeah, that's probably the first one I remember is watching, like, the original It when I was a kid.
0: But do you have a phobia of clowns now because of it?
1: I did for a long time, but now I'm just, like, I don't know. Clowns aren't... I don't know how to explain this, but, like, back in the day, like, everyone had, like, a phobia of clowns. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, like, now it's kind of like, you know, when's the last time you've ever even seen a clown?
0: Yeah, right? I feel like when we were growing up, clowns were everywhere.
1: Yeah, like, at birthday at parties birthday? Latinos? Shit. Like, Latinos yeah.
0: love booking a clown. Like, yeah. a literal, like, <laughs> someone who's probably on, like, the sex offender registry. Craigslist. The creepiest Craigslist clown they could find. Yeah, it's
1: like, that doesn't happen anymore. Who
0: would no. have, like, a clown van they would, like, set up mm-hmm. from... And, like, it was so strange, mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen anymore. Yes, yeah, so I don't People are yeah. we're just smart. I don't <laughs>
1: really have a phobia of clowns any, like, really. But um, what about you?
0: The first horror movie that I recall having seen was The Ring, which, funny enough, um, in elementary school, for Halloween, I think I came dressed to school, I don't know, as like the Grim Reaper or something with some black... Um, uh, like eyeshadow around my eyes that I stole from my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meanwhile, Jessica, we went to high school together, middle school together. We went, to, well, we
1: went to elementary school. Elementary
0: school. We went to elementary and middle school together. Yeah. But elementary school, she comes to class, comes for Halloween to school literally as the ring like yeah as that was Morgan. me in fifth
1: grade because i had long black hair, so i just put it in front of my face and i wore like a white t-shirt did you crawl around no but i walked I around like my hands it. out and stuff mm-hmm. and i came like second place in like the costume contest remember? that your brother recorded right no that was something else but like i came like in second place and i remember like feeling like i got cheated and everyone's telling me you should who won It was some kid that was dressed as a tin man I don't know, but I remember... Give me a name. I remember his mom, like, worked at the library, but it wasn't... Alex it, it wasn't him. It was someone else. hmm So, it was, it was nepotism when you really think about it. Yeah. Because, like, that costume was sickening for, like, a 10-year-old. Ten, <laughs> ten <laughs> I was like, Mom, I want to dress up like...
0: Yeah, you ring. had your hair flipped forward. It was hor- I remember being so scared of you. Yeah. Because, okay, that brings me into what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I watched The Rig. That was, like, the first horror movie that I, I got a, caught a glimpse of. And I saw it with my cousins, and... They would literally chase me around their house with their hair forward and I developed such a fear for Samara Morgan, the little girl in the well. This
1: brings like an extra, like, it, it brings a lot of meaning into our friendship and why you're like gravitated towards me.
0: You were dangerous.
1: Yeah.
0: The sexual dangerous <laughs> You're like afraid energy. of me. <laughs> I was afraid of you. Oh my God, it's so hot. Um. So yeah, basically I was so like like scarred when I was a child by the ring that i would literally go to sleep i had a tv that was mounted on the wall and i could not go to sleep if i did not place a bunch of little (laughs) thumbtacks face up on the ground so that if she were to come out of the tv that was mounted on the wall she would fall from that height onto the thumbtacks and hopefully slowing her down (laughs) (laughs) so i could get the fuck out of the room Yeah, and that was literally my thinking i was like i will outlive this bitch like i'm gonna i will survive Mm -hmm. I was so terrified of The Ring growing up. (laughs) Like, horror movies, like, I hated horror movies when I was really young. Mm -hmm. That's not how I feel about them anymore. I still feel uneasy watching certain horror movies, but that just, like, speaks to the power of a good horror movie. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. I think um, horror is just the best genre for movies. It's so versatile, and um, we were talking about this earlier, but horror, if you look back on any time period... The horror movies of that period are so reflective of the culture at the time.
0: Yeah, like you were saying about Night of the Living Dead. Night of the uh-huh. Living Dead, could you get back into it?
1: Yeah, so like Night of the Living Dead, for example, um, there's been like a couple of remakes. But in the very first one that came out in the 60s, um, the hero of that movie was a black man which at the time was, like, people watching that were like, oh, my God. Like, I cannot believe yeah. that the black man is a, is a hero.
0: Especially with the history. I did not see that coming. With the history of black people in, like, horror films being a very, like, bleak one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, like, a shocking thing. People were like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, painting a good light for African Americans. That's, like, unheard mm-hmm.
1: of. Yeah, and, like, in the subsequent sequels, it was also, like, people that you wouldn't well, like, the, the people at the time would not expect to be the hero of the movie. So, in
0: the second one, it was a woman, It was a right? woman,
1: I think. I'm pretty sure. And then, in the last one, it was, like, a black gay woman. Yeah. So, it's like, they're just upping the ante, I guess.
0: <laughs> the next one, she's going to be trans as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that kind of ties into just how, like, like, it ties into, like, in the 80s, a lot of horror movies, like, a lot of trans representation in, in movies and film It was really only seen in horror movies, like in Sleepaway Camp, um, where the whole plot is a trip. But they're also always painted as villains. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for queer people, like, we really, like, sided with the villain and we loved villains and, like, cunty villains. And with Sleepaway Camp, it's basically a trans girl who comes back to seek revenge on all these people that used to bully her when she was, like, younger because she was, like, trans and because she was, like, queer. Mm -hmm. And, like, that whole concept is so gaggy and so fun. Like, Sleepaway Camp is a great movie. It really inspired, like, American Horror Story Camp and stuff like that, which I refuse to watch watch Mm -hmm. because one of my phobias, as you know, is uh, slashers and, like, being stabbed physically in the back. We'll get get into that later. But um, we're going to talk about phobias in a little while. But for now, why don't we get into... um, Movies that we love. Horror movies that we, like, really dig. All
1: right. Um. So the first one that comes to mind, I think my favorite horror movie is Rosemary's Baby.
0: Ooh.
1: I love that movie. Because, like I said, well, maybe I didn't say it. I've <laughs> The room is spinning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've had a lot of drinks.
1: Yeah. Um, Cheers to that. Yeah. Pass me my drink. Pass Thank you. you. Oh,
0: absolutely. Cheers, Cheers. Rosemary's Baby. To Rosemary's Baby.
1: Yeah. To uh, Mia Farrow, wherever mm. she is right now.
0: To Mia Thermopolis. Princess <laughs> of Genovia.
1: <laughs> so, um, like I said, I feel like horror, What what really works for you and what really scares you is so personal. You know what I mean? Because even if it's a good horror movie, it doesn't mean it's necessarily effective for you in the same way that it is for someone else. So I feel like a movie like Rosemary's Baby is, like, probably more um, effective to someone that can give birth Mm -hmm. than to someone that can't.
0: Yeah, or to women in general, too, just because, Mm -hmm. like, it speaks to, like, the hopelessness of, like, women, and especially Mm -hmm. women that were expected to be, like, demure and less, like, involved in things. Uh, And it also did an interesting job at, like, painting... I mean, she was a fucking Satanist witch, the, the, the neighbor, but because she was like a nosy woman and a woman who, like, had like drive in a way to, like, I mean, to carry out Satan's desires, but yeah. like, she was seen as this, like, villain. I think it's, like, interesting. I wish it would have been the guy, but I also think it's really reflective of the time that it was, like, this, like, woman who was, like, pushing this, like, agenda for Satan. To I mean, it was like a couple. Baby. It was mm. like the
1: couple, the both of them, they're trying to have her give birth to the devil's baby. But um, plus the husband. Plus the husband, but he wasn't like originally part of the plan. He was brought into it.
0: Because men are weak.
1: Because men are weak, mm-hmm. and they will sell you out.
0: But also because the devil's will is hot and ready, like a little Caesar's pizza. I mean, pizza. yeah, you can't refuse. <laughs> am I right? Cheers That's to true. the devil.
1: Cheers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing in my you're, drink. You're out.
1: <laughs> but um, but yeah, like feeling like you're uh your what what's the right word um like the control you have over your body is being taken away from you and especially in such like a delicate state of like being pregnant you know what I mean and her uh f- increasingly feeling like all her power is being taken away and, like all she wants to do is protect this baby and she like literally cannot like she is like trapped that is like terrifying mm-hmm. you know what i mean that speaks i mean to she one couldn't of, even like, go to her
0: do- her doctors were not working because against he was her. like
1: yeah he was working with the with the neighbors and so it's like it's one of those things that deep down is one of like my biggest fears it's like being pregnant and like not having any power like i don't know it's like fucking terrifying
0: <laughs> yeah and i feel like that's the thing with horror movies they're also a lot of them cover like cult um favorites tend to be more specific type of horrors that affect certain groups like Queer horror movies that are revered by the queer community or women are not the same ones that are revered by like mainstream culture, which might Mm -hmm. be like teen slasher films. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it, like, different, like, it differs from group to group what is really popular within those communities. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks a lot to like people's fears specifically and what they. Don't want to see in a movie, um, that they choose to put themselves through just because it's like horror and like.
1: I just, I just love horror movies because even the bad ones, even if you're not scared, they're just so much fun. you you just get so much out of horror. You know what I mean? Like the other day, I was like trying to watch The Invisible Man, the one that came out with Kate Moss, and that movie Mm -hmm. was hot garbage. Oh, Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's
0: (laughs) Tale. Elizabeth Moss, who is in Scientology. Yeah. Cheers to that.
1: Cheers to that. And she, like, that movie was, like, hot garbage. It was so awful, but, like, it was fun. Because it's, like, it wants me to be scared. and I'm not scared.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because if I were to watch that, I feel like I'm just such a timid fucking bitch. That I would be so, like, anything makes me so scared. No, not this one. No, trust me. I'm such a baby about these kinds of things. Like horror makes me so uneasy. Like I'm literally like there, like fingers over my eyes, like covering my ears. Sometimes if it's like an audio scare, like
1: okay. So tell me what your favorites are.
0: I would say my favorite horror movie would it would be a tie between the new Suspiria and The Exorcist, and I love Evil Dead as well. Sorry, those are three. But, like, all those three are, like, incredible. And then one for, like, the times and relevancy and cultural relevancy would be Get Out. Like, Get Out was, like, Get Out a was hopeless, really scary movie with a great yeah. end. Well, yeah, it had a great ending. It's kind
1: of like what I was talking about about Rosemary's Baby. It's just, like, it's culturally relevant. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, uh, there's, there's subtext to it, Of course, I guess.
0: Yeah, so. it speaks completely to, like, an African-American's mm-hmm. experience and, like, their place in, like, American culture and, like, enslavement like it's literally they're like enslaving yeah, these literally, people that's what it's about yeah and it's such a metaphor for like the times and like keen Ke- keenan who wrote who fucking wrote it again oh my god who wrote it jordan peele oh, yeah i was gonna say keenan michael peel whatever which is the guy who also wrote, like was in the show with him what's that show called keenan peele Keen peele there you go um but yeah great movie um <laughs> definitely the new Suspiria, um, I've only seen a lot of clips of the old Suspiria, but I hate gore, and I know that the old Suspiria is, like, a little gory. The new Suspiria has this crazy scene with, like, bones being crushed. Yeah. But it's also so cut because it's, like, dances. (laughs) It's dances. Mother Marcos, I need to dance. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, cut. Like, I just love the fact that they're all arenas and they're all, like, oh my god, it's, like, it's so dramatic it's so cunty it's so like feminist it's like all men it
1: reminds me of we were. (laughs) it reminds me of when we were in eighth grade and you were obsessed with black swan Mm
0: -hmm. you remember
1: yeah black swan is also a really good movie uh maybe not as good as it was when it came out when it came out we were like oh my god this is like insane but also also black swan is based on an anime horror movie called perfect blue Mm-hmm. which is 10 times better
0: gotta get, gotta get so that. someone
1: if you haven't seen perfect blue that movie is fucking good
0: yeah Isn't the but about it's very graphic yeah. yeah 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 pop star
1: trigger warning pop Graphic. Stars. <laughs> trafficking graphic
0: oh graphic yeah it's oh, fucked yeah. up i hate graphic shit oh my god yeah but it's
1: amazing it's beautiful it's an anime from the 90s so the animation is like sickening Cut. yeah, yeah
0: uh let's get into our
1: darren aronofsky who directed black swan he like bought the rights to make a perfect blue movie but first he made black swan and then he insisted it wasn't based on perfect blue and it's like oh my god like literally go fuck yourself yeah
0: fuck that guy (laughs) um so let's get into our phobias and
1: fears yeah oh before we get into that Mm -hmm. i also want to talk about hereditary
0: Ooh, that one was Cause that's one that we both love
1: and that's also another one that to me it feels like personally relevant mm-hmm. you know what i mean because that's a movie that's about <laughs> as you serve some more wine let's get into it
0: taking a hot yankee piece right here right in the <laughs> middle of the recording in the studio don't worry, we are practicing social distancing. Jessica slid her glass mm-hmm. from the end of the table, and I'm sliding it back to her. We are cheering. We're inserting a fake uh, cheers glass clink. That was fake.
1: That was fake. Mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> I just coughed on her. <laughs> um. Anyways.
1: So um, hereditary. Hereditary. Uh, I feel like anyone who has ever had. like mental health issues in your family you watch hereditary and you're like oh my god that's me that's my family (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's literally my family
0: the whole movie is like i feel like it's a metaphor for like fate hopelessness like not being able to escape toxic situations that are, like, the imprint of mental health.
1: Yeah, it's about not being able to escape what literally is within you. Like, yeah. what you are inheriting. Ge-
0: it's like, it's like genetic trauma.
1: Yeah. Or, like, generational trauma. Generational or trauma, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, um, mental health issues you know, a lot of times are hereditary. And if you're, you're, if you are born with that, genetically, that's just something you have to fucking deal with. And that's what the movie is about. Um... I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of people that can relate to that, and that's mm-hmm. why it's so scary. Yeah.
0: That movie was just, like, the, like, total release of, like, control that all these people had was just, like, so, like, heartbreaking to watch. I remember the first time we watched it, you were too drunk yeah. to take it seriously. Yeah,
1: because you had seen it before, uh, before I saw and it. And I was, like,
0: disgusted. With yeah, it. and like, you this were like, oh my horrendous. god, this movie's so
1: scary, and then, like, we got drunk, but I'm always drunker than you are. Mm-hmm and we were watching it together and i was like laughing i was like enjoying the movie not that i thought it was bad but i was just like enjoying it i wasn't scared at all but i loved it but then when i saw it by myself i was like oh this is like hitting a little too close to home (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah it was so intense like oh that movie that movie really fucking hits yeah and like ari aster films are really great like Mm -hmm. it just shows like the like
1: the ingenuity
0: yeah, you know? and also the fact that, like, the well be run and dry sometimes and you gotta come up with new shit. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to go back to, like, the 70s and 80s to watch horror movies like Evil Dead or Night of the Living Dead or Sleepaway Camp for the first time and feel, like, gagged. But, like, being of this generation and being of today's time with, like, CGI and things that can be accomplished today with horror movies, even, like, FX, like, special effects, like, uh, um, kind of, like, I don't know, masterpieces that are out that are like relevant to today's technology that you could produce something so beautiful like you kind of it's harder like you can like suspend disbelief because it feels so real versus when you watch something so old like it feels campy inherently Mm -hmm. when at the time which there's value
1: in that of course yeah
0: but at the time it's like this wasn't necessarily meant to be so campy as it was scary yeah it's like scary I would love to watch these movies and be like fucking scared like we were Mm -hmm. talking about evil dead and how the original evil dead has like so much iconic um cinematography and like shots like shots from the killer's perspective from the demon's perspective like shit like that was not really being done before yeah
1: because also the evil dead was done on a very small budget which kind of inspired future movies and and, um future movies where kind of when you don't have a lot to work with you have to come up with something good. And that's all know, the cult classics. Like, Blair yeah. Witch
0: Project is, like, low budget so as fuck. Paranormal Activity is, I just found this out the other day, mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity is the the highest grossing movie for the amount of money that was put into the movie. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. For the amount of money put into the movie, it's the highest grossing film ever. That's Crazy. amazing. And then you have movies like fucking Star Wars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They be in space and shit. It's crazy. I I don't know. Um. So yeah, are we ready to get into phobias and fears? Yeah. Now
1: I want to get into phobias. Oh my god. You're drunk. I just shifted in my seat a little bit, and my head almost slammed onto the desk. (laughs) Oh, cheers
0: to that, baby. Let's take a sip. Mm.
1: Okay, let's get into what makes us scared. You mentioned something about getting stabbed in the back.
0: Yeah, earlier. So when I was growing up, for some reason, I had this, like, aversion to anyone being behind me in, like, a corridor. Or if I was going upstairs or walking in the dark, like, I literally would put my hand behind my back and, like, basically scratch my back. Or, like, as if I was going to hold, the, grab the knife as it came um, which imagine if I was stabbed through my hand into That's my even back. Worse. Yeah, and they just keep the knife there so my hand is, like, stuck yeah. back there. And then I turn around and they have another knife. <laughs> <laughs> so I really can't fight back. Oh, yeah. my God. But, yeah, when I was little, I remember going upstairs, up and down the stairs at my friend, um, my friend's growing up, these two twin friends that I had. I don't know, the context, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I had told one of them my phobia, my friend Nicole, And she would literally, like, when I was walking up the stairs, I would have to walk, like, at a crazy angle. My back turned against the wall because she would, like, hit my back. And I would scream and her mom and grandma would freak out and be like, what is going on?
1: That's evil. Yeah,
0: and it was a legitimate phobia. Like, fuck those bitches. Yeah,
1: we were, You were all friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we love them, though. I hope they're doing good. Melanie Nicole, if you're out there.
1: If you're listening to this.
0: They're certainly not. They're
1: not, though. They're,
0: like, going to UM and They're, like, becoming doctors
1: and lawyers, and we are here. And
0: we are here. (laughs) Cheers to that. Cheers to that. But you know where they are right now? In the same bucket, baby. They're at home, baby. That's true. Self-isolation or whatever. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) That's one of my phobias. The second phobia that I have, and this one is, like, really fucking awful, but I saw this movie um, called um, The Devil's Rejects um, when I was, like, six, fifteen, 15 or 16. And it's about these, like, deranged sociopaths, like, adventures in, like, killing and, like, deranged activities. And, like, it's so disturbing. Like, they're just, like mind you one of the actors in it who passed away like last year is like a horror movie icon he's the guy who does the clown makeup i forget his name but he's had a lot of movies where he always has the same makeup and he's basically inspired by like john wayne gacy i mean he's a horror icon um and like yeah i see the validity and the credibility that that brings to the table and that it is it's like that's uh, amazing for the movie good for them but the idea of these people going and like hurting harmless families and then like making them do weird sexual shit and then slitting their throats in front of each other is like i literally like as soon as it started and i found out what was happening they killed the first victim which was like this lady on the middle like they basically like this lady's driving to work this old lady driving to a diner her diner job and one of the women is on the floor in the road so she stops her car pulls over to help her and they just kill the old woman and steal her car and it's just so like it like hurt my heart to watch that yeah it was so shocking i was like ill. Like, I don't like shit like that. Like, I, I think hate... you
1: just don't like to think that there's people out there that are capable of that.
0: Yeah, being, like, a trans woman who is very, uh, uh, aware of, like, murder and violence against trans women and has experienced shit in person and knows people who have, like, been fucking shot at. Like, it does not sit well with me when I see shit like that. But I get people who are, like, in positions of privilege that, like, live for it. That They're just, like, oh my god, Charles... Did you see the devil's rejects? Those poor those poor poor people getting <laughs> killed and mutilated. Oh, crazy. Yeah, that could not be me. Mm-hmm. And home invasions, oh my god. Home invasions rub me the wrong way, baby. I do be up at night thinking, What is that sound? I think sweetie? you just like
1: really value your like sense of safety here in your room and in your home and feeling like nothing can get to you here. Yeah.
0: yeah. So watching something like imagining someone in, in your space where you're like mm-hmm. safe is like but like could you like please like not? Like, and could also you like not? seeing scenes in movies where people were try to reason and plead for their life with a killer who does not give yeah, a fuck. It's so scary because it's like they do not care. Like American Horror Story, I remember there's a scene where like um what I think it's a Santa Claus killer or somebody, like they're basically like praying to God and he like mocks them and then like shoots them in the head in front of like the husband and wife, and it's just like so depressing and like upsetting. I hate shit like that. Ugh. I like I like ghosts, baby. I like <laughs> demons, baby. I like Rosemary's baby. I like the exorcism. I like shit where it's like, it's like ghost and spooky, but it's not like,
1: it's, real it's like drama. Real. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Oh
0: my god, I'm so drunk.
1: I know I am too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my nipples are like. Hard. As you were
1: talking, I was like. I'm just vibing. No, they can't
0: see you, but you just rolled your eyes in the back of your head and vibed.
1: Yeah, I really <laughs> That's it. a
0: weird way of explaining swaying back and forth. <laughs> but, um, oh my god, my boobs are so you're puffy. Like Do you want to feel bubbles? my boobs? Okay, feel I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: feel her boob.
0: Feel how puffy these are.
1: They're so puffy. They're
0: so puffy. Do yours feel like that?
1: No. Are you wearing a bra? Yeah.
0: Oh, they are not gonna feel like anything. Do
1: you want to feel mine?
0: Yeah. That's what I, but you're wearing a bra. I'm not yeah. wearing a bra. Anyway, <laughs> um what are your your phobia is so interesting cuz it's like Okay,
1: so what is it? You tell no, me. No, 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 you have to say it. Okay. Well, when it comes to horror movies and what really scares me, I hate like gross shit. Mm-hmm. You know, not not even necessarily gore. I don't I don't enjoy gore, but it doesn't scare me. But things that are like disgusting Okay let me backtrack here
0: mm-hmm.
1: i feel like i'm moving in half speed so let me backtrack
0: mm-hmm.
1: so pretty much for most of my life growing up and even until present day i just sort of live in an environment that produces a lot of anxiety for me not to get <laughs> not to get in too much detail and to me my anxieties kind of make me become this person where everything has to be very clean and very organized at all times or otherwise I get very uncomfortable. It
0: do be a coping mechanism. It do
1: be a a coping mechanism. Yeah.
0: Your situation at home is like kooky and also because you have an older brother. It's pretty kooky. Like older brother is you as a girl with an older brother who's like (laughs) messy and having to share a bathroom and shit, like I can see why.
1: Yeah. Like my brother has like this like a long ass beard that he hasn't like trimmed in like many years and it looks like extra long pubes and it's like everywhere.
0: And then you're looking at it and you're like, is that a fucking pube or is that a fucking yeah, and beard?" Yeah, it's like hit? obviously
1: it's not a pube but it looks like one and then I'm like disgusted mm-hmm. and like these things like really affect me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> cheers to being really fucking effective.
1: Yeah, cheers to that. Mm. So
0: maybe you shouldn't drink. I'll drink though.
1: I'm gonna just finish right. mine. Mm-hmm. So um Good idea. So, I'm really affected by movies that use, like, gross-out factor. Like, David Cronenberg, for example, is one director who they call, like, the father of body horror.
0: Mm-hmm. What he directed?
1: So, he's made this movie called Existence, mm-hmm. which is not scary at all. hmm But it's, like, so fun. And if you haven't watched it, you should watch it because it's about this uh, woman who's, like, a video game developer But this, like, takes place in the future. And to, like, play her games, you need to get, like, this port installed into your spine. And it connects to the game console, which is made out of, like, frog parts. And it just looks like a blob of skin, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, VR, basically.
0: When was this made?
1: Like, the 90s. And so, like, Jude Law plays this (laughs) character. No way! Yeah, he plays this character who's, like, a guy who's, like, helping her go into her game. And it's, like, whatever. But he's never played her games before. And then he has to, like get one inserted and it's very like homoerotic for no reason but it's like so much it's it's so
0: it's
1: it's so wacky and so fun it's not scary but it's like gross because Mm -hmm. they're like there's like this one scene for example where they make like a gun out of like fish parts basically like it's gross you know what i mean so those things like make me so uncomfortable to the point of, like, fear. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a low-grade fear, but it's a fear that is very... Personal. Carnal. 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 Oof.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I get that. And I feel like that ties into... Who are you saying was the um, the manga artist? Yeah,
1: so, like, there's this one manga artist called Junji Ito, which I feel like is really popular nowadays, so I feel like most you people probably know Probably, if is. you're,
0: like, on instagram and follow like makeup accounts about. or nail accounts you've seen people like recreate the makeup it's like really yeah. like very like cunty makeup yeah
1: he's a manga artist who his stories are so effective yeah <laughs> I, I actually watched this youtube video once i was called like how media scares us and it was about how For example, if you're watching a movie, you're scared because you're like watching someone else go through something. Mm -hmm. If you're playing a video game, you're scared because you're putting yourself in that position of the person that you're playing. If you're reading a a manga, you're scared because when you flip the page, you literally don't know what you're about to see, Mm -hmm. you know? So with this manga artist, his drawings are horrifying. Like Mm -hmm. he is like (laughs) very good at what he does. And I have, I I just feel like anyone who reads his work, you will find your favorite based on what truly scares you. You know what I mean? So, for example, the one of his that is horrifying to me is one called Glyceride. Mm -hmm. And it's about this girl who lives with her family on top of a like restaurant that mm. her family also owns. Oh, I hate this one. Yeah, and like the walls are caked with grease and like grime and like her brother and her dad are like dirty and like she just sits outside and looks at Mount uh, Mount Fiji and just seeing it makes her feel clean because she just sees this beautiful mountain off in the distance but she's stuck here where it's dirty and like grimy and disgusting. And <laughs> that resonates with <in> me. <laughs>
0: Girl, that hits. Cheers to that.
1: Cheers. I have nothing left here. I don't want. To, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm just knocking them back here. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing left. But
0: as you're literally drinking an extra sip. What yeah, is? Yeah, I'm truth? done now. Okay, you're done.
1: Okay. So um.
0: So basically, his work. Jessica's really drunk. So basically, <laughs> his work in like horror is like the whole story is about like this gross ass like basically this grossness and this grime like. Infiltrates like they like become one with it, and they're caked in slime and like grime, and they're like coming to get her basically, and she just feels helpless, and it's her fucking dad and her brother, and she's just like, what the fuck, um, and that's like just like horror is like disgusting, gross, like just like goes really grossed out by that kind of shit, like yeah,
1: like I have like an issue of like intrusive thoughts.
0: You as do I, baby. <laughs> like I like I
1: really do. Where it's like when I feel very very anxious and stressed out, like.
0: You have to fight them.
1: Like, I literally have to, like, fight off thinking about the grossest shit imaginable. (laughs) Like, I swear to God.
0: It's funny, because when I think intrusive thoughts, I think, like, oh, I'm walking on this, like, bridge, or I'm walking on this building. I'm like, I need to fucking jump.
1: No, to me, it's, like, when I'm really stressed out, I'll be, like, for example, like, walking by, like, I don't know... Um, a like trash a puddle. Like a mm. puddle surrounding a, a gar like a trash can. You're like slip it and up. And being even. like, imagine myself like taking a straw and like slurping it
0: up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm like and then I'm like, oh my god, like don't think about that. That's so bad. That's so nasty. But you're like,
0: but then you're like walking past it, you're looking back at it, like oh. But
1: like I can't stop. Yeah. So
0: Well, you do it, then you can't stop?
1: I can't stop thinking about it.
0: But you don't do it.
1: I've not, I don't do not <laughs> Of
0: whatever. course, I'm
1: fucking
0: <laughs> You're like, for the record, for this podcast, for I do record. not drink from Muddy Puddles. Yeah,
1: I don't drink sewer water. Muddy
0: Puddles is also the name of my new album.
1: Our noise band.
0: <laughs> 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 Our fucking noise band. Okay, wig. So, I guess just because gross, this is going to bring us into reading an excerpt from the book by German author Charlotte Roche, feminist author... Um, the book is called Wetlands. It's basically just, like, a depraved, gross book. So trigger warning for literally everything. Jessica just said that she's disgusted by grossness.
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to plug my ears.
0: Yeah, but she's going to be gagging and laughing because...
1: Because yeah. I'm a gushes... little drunk right now. Yeah, you're a little drunk anyway. Yeah, and it'll be funny.
0: Yeah. But so. if you're,
1: like, sensitive to gross things and, like, you know, just...
0: Plug your ears, dolls. Yeah. Uh, or we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. So um, shout out to longtime listener, first time caller, Chaplin Tyler. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, you didn't call, but thank you. I love Maybe
1: you. Maybe our most supportive listener.
0: Thank you. We love you, Chaplin. We you. are excited to have Chaplin on. Chaplin will be our first guest to discuss fashion, the fashion industry, living in New York City. Someone
1: of actual knowledge.
0: Yes, modeling. Mm-hmm. You know, FIT. Just you know, mm-hmm. the hustle, hustle and bustle, NYC. Right, baby. Anyways, um, so I'm going to read a little excerpt about Wetlands. So, Roach31 considers Wetlands a feminist manifesto about society's oppressive standards of female beauty and hygiene, a new literature of female empowerment. I want to write about the ugly parts of the human body, the smelly bits, the juiciest parts. I created a heroine that has a totally creative attitude towards her body, someone who has never even heard that women are supposedly smelly between their legs, a real free spirit. So, yeah, just be aware, this is going to be... That
1: is setting the stage for what you're about to hear.
0: Yes, so Chaplin sent me this excerpt, of excerpt that she likes, so be ready for a really depraved description from a woman's perspective of gross shit. This is really short. I can grab a dry booger and, by picking it out, manage to set something in motion and pull out a long piece I can't... Do
1: you want me to read it? The way that Oh my god, do you want me to read it?
0: If you would read this, okay, oh my god. I'm gonna Don't read be it. afraid to read. I'm gonna read it. Okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. Here we go. I can grab a dry booger and by picking it out manage to set something in motion and pull out a long piece of snot attached to it. It turns me on. <laughs> Similar to pulling out the hairs stuck in my pussy or the crust on a pubic hair. It hurts and it turns me on. Mm. And all of it makes its way into my mouth and gets slowly chewed with my front teeth so I can really taste it. Uh. I don't need any tissues. I am my own garbage disposal.
0: Oh my god, we really hope that you were not in a public place <laughs> hearing that. You're
1: listening to this over the speakers in your car with the Yeah, like down. at a
0: red light, looking around, being like, oh my god, does the car next to me hear how <laughs> fucking depraved this sounds? Um, yeah, I'm going to quickly read another little excerpt um, that we're probably going to have to not finish reading because <laughs> it is so disgusting. So let me find it really quickly on my phone.
1: When we were talking about this earlier, I had to tell you to stop telling me because I was on the verge of vomiting. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'm trying to find the one that said the particular phrase that really hit you. (laughs) Because she describes things in such a disgusting manner, but also in such minimalist, like simple, not that fancy like rhetoric. So it just really hits like it's just so like non magical the way she writes it that makes it so effective and being upsetting mm-hmm. oh my god my friend Chaplin was telling me that she literally like would sit on the subway when she was living in new york and she would just scream of laughter reading it in front of a bunch of strangers because she could not believe how like she had never read anything like that before <laughs> and it was just like so disgusting so oh my god let me read let me find this other one okay here's another little little excerpt That's not the case here. It just billows out and fills the room with all the smells that should have stayed inside me until I decide to let them out. It smells like warm pus mixed with diarrhea and something acidic that I can't seem to identify. Maybe it's from the medication. Okay. Love that. Next one. When I pop pimples and get pus on my finger, I happily eat that. And when I squeeze a blackhead and the translucent little worm with the black head comes out, I wipe that up with the finger. I literally I literally cannot read it.
1: I literally can't listen to this.
0: The fact that Chaplin got through this entire book, what a powerful woman. That's a powerful girl right That's there. That's
1: why she's going to be our first guest.
0: Yeah, because she has strength. And <laughs> that we, we don't have. Yeah, maybe when she comes on, she'll read, like, she'll bring it and read a really disgusting excerpt. Yeah. Because, like, she just makes everything so funny. But, yeah. So, thank so you, everybody. So, was
1: our episode on horror. On horror
0: movies that and we movies. ended in a, in a
1: totally different arena. Yeah. Um. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed. Please stick around for our next episode. Yes,
0: our next episode is sort of a part two, but not directly. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, stick around. Next week, we're going to be releasing this on time, baby.
1: Yeah, so you can have something to listen to while you're at home.
0: On lockdown.
1: On lockdown.
0: So, get ready for Mm -hmm. spirituality and the paranormal.
1: And our paranormal experiences. Period, boo.
0: The truth is out
1: there. Goodbye.